0: At the Marquisim, the show is coming
1: I'm from Ibn Radio Kul Ramah. another program of Shomim Keila Radio Kol Rama, 102.3 FM. I am David Goodman. I am glad to be here tonight with Rabbi Esther Reed and Rabbi Scott Bolton. Good evening.
2: Good evening. It's fun for me to be here for my first podcast on Radio Kol Rama
3: everyone so good to be back and so glad to be speaking again about building kila uh, on this program Shomim kila, we are uh, listening in for our own kind of thoughts and wondering about whether or not we're truly accomplishing that very sacred goal of building a holy community uh, it's wonderful to expand our group of thinkers here at the uh Studio, it's wonderful, and it's a treat. You said it's your first podcast, Rabbi Reed. Uh, thought, think back to those days of you know building ancient tech to create community together. The uh, sukkah we built together in Jerusalem in uh, early many
2: years together, ago, many, many years ago. And
3: I want to hear early, and now here we are at the uh, radio station doing a podcast together about really building keila. Wow.
2: So, you want to hear the story? Of course. So, Rabbi Scott Bolton and his wife, Rabbi Amy Bolton, and me, Rabbi Esther Reed, and my husband, Rabbi Morty Schwartz, we were all studying to become rabbis. This was before we had the title rabbi. We were all studying together in Jerusalem, at Machon Shekhter. And so, uh, we lived near one another, and we decided to build a sukkah together and share many, many happy, joyous meals. And I still have a picture from Cholamoid. That sukkot of all of us together in the sukkah. Had you know, had I known you would have brought it up, I could have brought it to camp and showed everyone the picture. Well, I mean, have proof. Explaining
3: it on the radio is more important than actually showing anyone on the radio. So I think <laughs> we're golden. First sukkah in Jerusalem to the first podcast together here in America. Thank you, David, for making yes. it possible. <laughs> we are here.
1: We are building a sukkat shalom here Amen. in the radio. Amen. Amen. And yes, uh, n- Sometime afterwards, and we are here, we are doing some Torah Belpe. And uh, last week, we were speaking about uh, the different values that uh, are there to help us to shape our own Kehila. And we touched those different values, and you, to- uh, you told me about a pole. That uh, you were doing with the campers.
3: Yeah, as a matter of fact, uh, you know we're going to bring them into the mix here now too. We have a, we have one of the uh, people around our Mahme Rama, around Camp Rama, who answered the research poll Shalom. that our campers in Sharashim and Tziurim actually conducted and found. Out about the top values that uh, are essential and central to building our holy community.
4: Yeah, they actually came by right in the middle of the broadcast, which is fine. I always invite people to come in whenever they can, even it's during the broadcast. I still like inviting people to the radio because this is a. I think the radio is part of a, what makes Machaneh Kila. I want it to feel like the radio is part of the killer, that everyone is welcome. That's why we try to do shows that uh, incorporate as many people as possible, both campers and counselors. Uh, so they came by and uh, asked me to fill out uh, my favorite values. don't remember exactly what I filled, but there were some good values there. Uh, my favorite one, I think, was Ahava. Uh,
3: I love Ahava. T- introduce yourself for a moment. Tell uh, me my my name
4: is Ray Bandle. I uh, I'm I work here in the radio in Coloma, broadcast every single day, other than Shabbat.
3: Nice, nice. And so, you know, you can't remember the entire list that they gave you because there were, I think, something along the lines of uh, the top six or the top ten or the top twelve. Different groups of kids made their top ten lists, if you will. They made their top lists as an exercise in what we called last time, David, the, to the tradition of really collecting values and listing them out and knowing that we have to kind of identify what it what values we want to focus on if we are serious about being as individuals members of a community who really live up to the ideals of the community we called them virtues we said they live outside of ourselves but and I was thinking about the the top ones that came out last last week. We read these, these values in the second segment. It was a cliffhanger. We we, we did the first discussion, remember? And the, yes. But we uh, read this list, and the, the list was Chesed, kindness, Hakarat hatov, for gratitude, uh, recognizing what's really good. hoda'a, thanks, patience, Savlanut, community mindedness, Lachshov Al kavana, Kavanah, Kila, or from the opposite side, don't separate yourself. We talked about manners and decency, derecherets, and kavod, respect. And I was thinking a little bit since our last time I together. Think,
4: I think these are actually all different values than what I personally chose. Ah.
3: So it's interesting, some <laughs> of the research was, it was all compiled. It's like the
1: elections in Israel. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, well, you know, your voice is still heard on Koroma. <laughs> So thank God you're here. And Ahava made it now because you actually put it there. So, we're, we're so I- is Ahava in? No, Ahava didn't make this, this kind of compiled list, but it's interesting that that's the one you remember and you chose because... It points to exactly something that I'm, I'm thinking a lot about since the last time we spoke here in the old pun in the studio. And that is, different people have different focal points for deep consideration of whether or not they're living up to the values that they believe are core and central to community. And in a sense, a, a list of values, a list of virtues, are tools. And texts about those values and Torah verses, the literature we identified last time, to Musar literature they are like a different kind of mirror for our souls and for our beings than just that piece of glass that lets you see yourself physically they are mirrors texts and, and then these values as concepts are, are mirrors for us to use in our Cheshmon HaNefesh. And if we were to have these values before us in our spaces in which we live, in whatever way, artistically, we want to put them up there, or they sit there in texts on the shelves, and we would use them to really look inside of ourselves and see our soul accomplishments and be proud of those ones that we did really integrate into our lives and act upon during the day and potentially even note when we didn't actually live up to what we hope to live up to, And we would be very much in keeping with what it means to be a bonekila, a builder of community. That deep individual essential work to use these values we've identified as mirrors for our souls and for who we want to become and then to make a plan how will I increase my kindness my chesed, how will I increase my gratitude, what kind of words what kind of expressions, what kind of interactions in the world will I plan on having tomorrow and if each night we did a little of that work wow would that be such deep work which would be uh, incredibly life changing I wonder if that resonates in terms of keeping a list like that, because I don't know that I have a list like this. I'm thinking about my Mariv my prayer, that I'm going to write something for myself. So when I finish my Amidah at Mariv, I'm going to have a list of values. Maybe I'll include, I'll have a, in addition to these other ones. And I'm going to say, which did I do today? Which do I need to focus on today? I, I don't know if that kind of practice is, uh, resonates with you, or there's a different way that these values or virtues come alive for you, in your lives.
4: Yeah, so the reason I chose Ava uh, is because I, I really like the concept of Ahava because ava it's its really free to give out love to love each other, ourselves and each other. It doesn't cost us anything, so why not do it?
2: I will tell you a story about Ahava after the uh, terrible tragedy in Pittsburgh. I work on a college campus with Jewish students at Rutgers University. We organized a vigil where people came with candles and uh, lit candles and we had a ceremony. And a large group came from the Muslim community and stood with us. It was very surprising that members of the Muslim community were supporting us at a time that we felt uh, vulnerable and after the official ceremony was over my students the jewish students didn't want to leave and so they grabbed one another put their arms around each other started singing the song the type of slow songs that you sing for the end of shabbat at Su'ud Ash lishit or the type of songs that many campers here might know from Mahane Ramah that are a little bit sad, but still meaningful. And they sang for another 30 minutes after our ceremony ended. And my Muslim friends came to me, and they're in a very close relationship with the Muslim chaplain on campus, and he came to me and said, this is amazing that you have these songs that these students know. And it was, uh, they were so impressed that the students could spontaneously have that outpouring of love for one another. And even though the Muslim students didn't know the songs, they stood there and they, you know, took it all in. And it was uh, a moment of great solidarity for me this year.
4: Well, one of my favorite tho- songs that we like to sing around camp is Vav Talaracha Kamocha." I really like the tune they have here at camp. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, uh, even there is a, a tradition of Talmidei Hari. The students of Daria Kadosh, you said about a, a list of things that you take on yourselves. So, so they are starting each morning right after Modani, and they are saying, "Ani mekabel al kamocha." What a great, what a great
3: concept of conscious, conscious connectivity with this kamocha.
2: I'm pretty sure that is in the Sidur Sim Shalom that we use on B-side here at Machanei Ramah. I'm pretty sure that that line is I in
1: there. Y- yes, it, it is. Yeah. It's in many of the Sidurim, but yes. it's like in the vague part that no one really knows what to do with. Um, and uh, and what's interesting is to know that uh, historically it's go back uh, to Tzfat of the 16th century. Yeah,
3: beautiful. I know we have a lot of beautiful music that we play on the show, on the radio here at uh, Korama, but uh, maybe you guys know this tune for Join me if you know it. I'm going to sing now, in the studio, here I am.
1: Okay, you want Uh, me to see if uh, there is karaoke for it? (laughs) 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 Just kidding.
3: Wow, beautiful. I that many, many times in the morning after Modani. I, I try to do this as a practice. It does. It makes a difference. It makes such a big difference. If you're interested in the Haftal Recha Kamocha, you need to go back and listen to the third installment of Shomim Ilal Last week, David, you had such a beautiful teaching on what it meant to kind of be facing your neighbor and seeing yourself.
1: Yes. Yes. It's uh, it's really like... uh, the idea of uh, mm. should come when you have your friend and when you have yourself because if any part of this uh, equation is missing so the love cannot come. And uh, th- this is in some sort of way uh, the basic idea of uh, all of the other values uh, is that uh, we as a community, we want to be together, and we see the, con- uh, the connection between one another as something valuable for us.
3: Speaking about valuable connections to the community, uh, some friends just walked into the studio. This is incredible. <laughs>
4: Yeah, like I said, uh, we we always invite everyone to come by when they can. The radio is not just for us; it's for everyone.
3: Hello.
4: You, you can come closer
5: if you like.
3: Uh, so nice to see you. Say, say hello. Tell everybody uh, who you are, where, what, are you, what are you doing at camp. Here's a bonekiela right here in the studio.
5: Hi, everyone. I'm uh, Joey, tripping staff. I'm here with Max Segal from uh, hey, rope, staff. rope Staff, Alagova.
3: Um, how sweet, how sweet. You know, you want to talk about uh, Alagova and the staff there. Shout out to everybody on staff at Alagova. They create kila. Low rock, but but Not only in this place, but on the Appalachian Trail, up high uh, in the air, on the ropes, and on all kinds of trips. Uh, I would love to hear some thoughts from our uh, friends who just walked into the studio. Like, how are you really creating community uh, with the campers and among your own staff? It would be so cool to hear you think about uh, that out loud, to reflect about that out loud. How are you doing that as part of the Alagova 7?
5: Um, I think uh, in regards to tripping, taking the kids out of their comfort zone and out of their own environments um, lets them see a side to themselves that maybe they haven't um, found whilst they were in you know the comfort of of camp or even in their own homes and uh, build new friendships that maybe they thought they uh wouldn't have made had they not have gone out of the camp setting and into nature and uh you know, we, we go on canoe trips, we go on bike trips, and um, yeah, friendships are formed, and they all have a great time and learn about themselves.
2: I have a question about it. I've never been on one of these trips. Is it a situation where the Khanifim need to rely on one another? They need to support one another? They can't do it on their own? Is that part of the experience?
5: Um th- I think you can have an exper- a, a, a singular experience. Everyone has their own experience, but if the group dynamics are not good, it's up to the group to fix it because um then no one just enjoys the trip. You know, if everyone's having fun and singing, and we've had trips where people sang the whole the whole hike, 5-hour hikes, people singing songs together, and the, the, those have been the best ones. So uh it, It creates, you know, a group effort to make the trip an enjoyable experience.
1: Actually, it's coming back to your singing story, like when there is something to do together. So it's this is part of building the Kehillah, the the tune, especially if it's something that you can repeat. It's like a it's like a cornerstone
2: song is such an important part of our tradition there's all the special melodies for tefillah that have been brought down generation to generation there's uh, also the traditions of singing on shabbat and singing brachot in a certain way so there's many elements of song that are really important in our tradition. And even when you look at the secular society in America, so many musicians are Jews, you know? It's, uh, it, that's part of our tradition as well, to be uh, musical inside and outside the religious community.
3: Uh, i take you back to the ropes. Um, same question, kind of. A, how, how, how are you seeing... Is it a different kind of community experience when, when we have chanihim? who are at the ropes course? Uh, are they are they supporting each other in a different kind of way than they would
6: at any other place in camp? Well, I think ropes is one of the most challenging things that the camp has, so each kid is very scared when they go up, they climb the rope, they climb the, to the platform and they have to jump or to do something very challenging for them. So it's very good for them to have their friends supporting them on the bottom, like, Cheering them and convincing them that they what they are safe and they will enjoy the the jump, and that's very I think that's very important.
1: Mm. In an earlier program, uh, Rabbi Scott, uh told a story about uh, he he gave like a metaphor for praying in a in a tzibur in a public as someone who is climbing on the shoulders of someone else. So now you are really saying in ropes, this is what you're doing, like
3: yes, yes, that's exactly what we do. <laughs> that that story is coming alive. You know, Amazing. Do you, need a, do you need a minion to actually do a ropes course? That's like <laughs> the new question coming out of the remote experience. I, so here's the question about uh, Alagova, guys. We, here, take, this, take the research survey, right? We, this is the list of values that we that we heard from kids. I'm interested. Which one of these came up the most of these values in your experiences uh, either on trips or at the ropes course? Kindness, chesed. Gratitude, hakarat Atov, Patience, savlanut. Uh, community mindedness, altifrol, Shminat Zibor, uh,
6: Decency, derech eretz or kavod, respect. Well, I think in ropes every... I think ropes. Every of that that you mentioned are, are in ropes. Also, the most common thing to see is a cabal because they have to. The the people that is in on the bottom have to respect the people that is on doing the challenging thing. So even though it's long and they maybe are not so fast doing the, doing that, uh, they are cheering them so they are respecting their time to
5: do that. Mm. Um, I don't think we've surveyed that among uh, kids on the trip. Can you just repeat the the, Here, take, the, list? Look at the list? Thank you very much. So we have parts of all, all of these things in of these values on our trips, um, whether it's kindness, friends helping each other, gratitude. You know, when, when you see the wonders, um, of what's going on once you leave um the house and you see the amazing things that you could see in nature people are grateful a for what they the comforts they have today and b for, for the amazing world that the hakadosh baruch who uh, created Amen. um patience again when you're walking or biking for four five six hours straight you better have a lot of patience, because it's a very repetitive experience. <laughs> right,
3: Lisbol, Sablanut, is patience. Lisbol is also to suffer a little, so I'm sure that people are feeling that
5: part of it as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, Community-mindedness, uh, again, like I said before, they make their own experience, the khanichim. Um If they're depressed and are negative, then the whole experience is a negative experience. If they... If they're positive, the whole experience is positive. Um, decency and social intelligence, it's just interacting with their peers and respect. It, it comes under everything.
3: You see that? If you take a chesh nefesh, if you're really serious about looking at a list of values, just like we started the program with, you can really see how each one of these could come to be expressed in every kind of endeavor, whether it's towards a ritual mitzvah, whether it's towards a relationship, a moment in a relationship you're building with a friend, Bechevruta, whether you're on the trail or you're climbing a ropes course, taking a real inventory, making a Cheshbon and Nefesh with a determined list of values is potentially a practice that we could do both at nighttime and or in the morning and really make it a growth factor in our lives.
1: Yes, and because... Uh Al Hagova came to us to the studio with so much energy and spirit. So, the next song we will listen to will be Matisseau with Heights.
5: <laughs> Yala, go, Frere!
0: <laughs>
7: I've been weeping through them words Explain like physics Leaving your vision blurred I've been all them righteous men There is no need to worry Crush the wicked in my way With these fists of fury I'm serving crimes all day Every day that's what I say And I come with consciousness As my soul I say All of them crazy murderers Are bound to be prey Rock, knock, suck evil man In the delay Turn the moonlight Tonight in my way At twilight from the height Of my roof Send Looking up to the night Ask for help to get up and 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 ride Get up and ride Get up and get up and ride Get up and get up and ride Yeah Say me na-na-na-na-na Ah, the only bring me down Burn away my brain, away my brain, is too compound Elevating my soul, purifying my sound Like the sun of a sun Burning up your clowns, a Torah food for my brain Let it rain till I drown Funder, let the blessing Come down, Reddy found my soul. Raised it up from the ground. Yes, y'all found my soul. Raised it up from now. i see that moonlight till night in my way. Twilight from the night tomorrow. I send raise and poof. Looking up to the night. Ask for help to get up and 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 get up it right. I'll send moonlight till night in my way. Twilight from the night tomorrow. Fast and praise and poof. Looking up to the night, ask for help to get up and get it right. Yeah.
0: Basement.
7: said I've been ripping to them lyrics, I've been whipping to them words and explain like physics leaving your vision blurred I've all them righteous men there is no need to worry cross the wicked in my way with a fists of fury I'm sorry lives all day and every day knows what I say and I come with consciousness as my sword I slay all of them crazy murderers are bound to be prey rock knock shocking evil man he's not delay I'll drop bombs on your mom's just or to your dismay I'll win every single way and I each and every day I'll sit back relax and listen to the music play for the headphones on my head you're so important to But I want to be through your house You may be dropping to your room Explain like physics are leaving your closet Get up and get up 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 get
0: up get up get up get up get up get up get up get
3: Shalom again. Back listening to Shomim Kila on Koroma. And back in the studio here. And I want to ask a question of uh, David and Rabbi Esther and talk about these values, right? Are, are there any of these particular values that we discuss that really help you create the kind of Accounting, the soul accounting, the Cheshbon and Nefesh that you in your lives really take seriously, whether it's uh, nighttime or daytime, of, of this list, w- which are the ones to focus on?
2: There's so many to focus on, but for me, I was really struck this week. One of the activities we did um, the last week and this week, that's the only two weeks I've been in camp, um, we had the Kochavim, Chanichim interview different individuals who work in different parts of camp to learn about the different roles people have and the values connected to those roles. And afterwards, the chanechim wrote thank you notes, and we went and delivered the thank you notes. It was amazing how people were so moved by the expression of hakarat hatov. They said, no one ever thanked me before. I wasn't expecting thank you notes. This is such a surprise and we delivered some thank you notes to Robin who works in the front office she took them all and taped them to the outside of her desk so if you come into the misrad now when you're approaching Robin's desk from the door you can see all the thank you notes taped up uh, on the on the wall outside of her desk on the on the back of her desk which is really shows that it it had such an impact and it will continue to have an impact as people continue to see it actually <laughs>
1: Actually, I was one of the people they they came to interview about me about the radio, and first of all, the interview itself was so sweet because they they are such a sweet campers, and they really like. It seems like they enjoyed so much thinking about the questions, um, and uh, and they gave me a uh, thank you note. Uh, by the beginning of the week I also plan to hang it over here I just haven't had the time but uh, it, it it is so nice it's uh, they, they are, they, are th- they were thanking me about uh, doing radio and about having them for an interview and about liking pizza because they were very excited about me liking pizza but I asked them: did, they, did you ever met someone who didn't like pizza, but, but they were still grateful about it? And this is part of the idea. <laughs> like I expect uh, my neshama to come back, but but
3: I can be still grateful about it.
5: Hmm. Yeah.
3: So, the, so the every yeah the everyday gratitude we should not forget to have. That's at the core of this value. You know, if, if, if I can now with that see poor Hasidi, right? we've been telling stories here, and we're, we're calling these stories, these are Hasidic stories. We don't need the, only the story of the Baal Shem Tov to stand on each other's shoulders. We heard that from our friends from the ropes course. <laughs> <laughs> we've got kids and we've got Hanichim at camp standing on each other's shoulders to reach new heights. <laughs> here we're reaching, helping them reach new heights. They, they express this gratitude and it reminds us... Wait a minute. It reminds me, anyway, tonight on the radio. What kind of gratitude did I express today? Did I express enough of it to the people I should have? Who deserves, really, my Hakarat Hatov? Um, now, not every, every action, beautiful action, should be back to me. Like, what, what, what about me? What did, what did I do? Did I do it enough? But if it's equal and opposite to noticing these wonderful moments and it helps us take an accounting that that's such a powerful kind of key to be part of
2: so two years ago at my office at rutgers Hillel, we had four new staff all starting at the same time so i made these little cards and put it on each of their desks saying welcome we're so happy to have you and it made me realize what about the people who already work here? We're so happy to have them, too. So I made the exact same cards instead of saying welcome. It just said something about, you know, we're still happy to have you working here. It's a pleasure to work with you every day. And uh, right before I came to camp, I was stopping by to talk to someone I work with. I stopped by their desk, and I noticed they still had this card up from two years ago, because it really makes an impact when you express your appreciation. When you recognize the value in another human being, they really take it to heart. I think,
4: I think that's that's a good example of avatrinam because why not? Um, right. It, it takes it doesn't take that much effort. Well, they did put a lot of effort into these cards, but comparatively, the amount of effort that it takes is nothing compared to the amount of joy it brings to the person who receives the cards.
1: Exactly. It's a uh the small things like uh, why why would I give a card like she knows I appreciate it Um, like uh, we can see it also in uh, like uh, uh, in life together like uh, with my wife uh, like with Zugi it's always there because uh, because because there are so many things that that you just say that, uh, you just think that it can be redundant to say again. But akarat, l- like really knowing akarat atov, it's knowing to say it and knowing that uh, if if you really say it, it won't be redundant. If if, if it's like an instinct that, uh, yes, toda, okay, vakasha, I appreciate. So, so, so. Uh, so, so this is not the gratitude That, I'm,
3: that we are speaking about Like
1: th- This is a I, I don't a mind co-
3: though I don't mind the hergel Of A little bit Empty thanks
0: Yes Some people
3: say Oh sometimes uh, So insincere Or trite Or, or to, to, j- Just on that note alone I'm, I'm not suggesting That you're saying Don't say thank you But e- e- if sometimes People will say to me Toda roba. They don't really mean Rabah, right?
2: Like, have a nice day. Have a
3: nice day, okay. But maybe if people would fill their uh, mouths with a little bit more beautiful words like, have a nice day and thank you, that sometimes they're <laughs> going to come to the day of Bitui, Shel Ha Erechatzmo, they're going to bring out the notion, in other words, that I, I said it like this. However, you have to take that chance. Like, you brought up something so beautiful. You can depend your whole life on the kind of partnership you have with your spouse. But there's got to be times outside of just the anniversary day because that's a chiv. <laughs> <laughs> that you, you really do hakararatov. atov.
2: So um, my good friend here, Rabbi Scott Bolton, knows, but our other friends here don't necessarily know. My husband had a very serious illness seven years ago and he almost died. He uh, was really a miracle that he came through, and if you met him today, you'd Thank never God. know he Thank had been God. sick. But it
3: has given
2: our family a real sense of gratitude, a real sense of hakarat hatov, and um, <clears throat> we will uh, um, sponsor sudash lishit on the at our synagogue at the anniversary of his healing, and um, you know, be able to. Bring people together because we're so grateful. Uh, we bring people together to talk about the important idea of gratitude, and it's something that my husband and I talk about in a deep way—how grateful we are to have each other and to have our health.
1: And this is a good opportunity uh, to say that we have a great interview with uh, your husband uh, in the in Korama website. So come and listen uh, uh, and realize how much grace we have uh, with uh, with this health story and with with this healing story.
2: What's his name? Morty Schwartz. Uh, Rabbi Morty Schwartz, he just published a book, and so he was interviewed on Kol Ramah this past Saturday night. You can find it as one of the podcasts. He talks about his new book.
1: And I want to continue uh, with the idea of... Uh, of gratitude, is uh, I agree? It's it's better uh, to to have good language that, than bad language, uh, than poisoned language. The, though speaking about gratitude is w- when you really recognize that something special happens, and and you really point it out because. Sometimes people can say thank you but between the lines you you can read all of the things that you have done wrong <laughs> um <laughs> uh but yeah. uh, thank thank you daggers those are called thank you daggers yes yes uh, uh but there is something about real gratitude is that uh that that it has uh a substance for itself, like uh, Derrida has a very, very in- in interesting book about the concept uh, of the gift. And he's saying that um, the only moment when the gift can exist is the moment of gratitude. Because if you are giving someone a gift and you don't recognize it as gift, so so something that was un- under your, your in your pocket went to his pocket, uh, but but th- there was no dyna- dynamic between both sides. But but when I give you something, and it really excites you, so it's not only that. Uh, that you got something more in an economic level, you got a gift, you got some... Like, I created an event in your life, and so, here, gratitude really takes the thing that happens and
3: really it to a new level. It's beautiful. I I think it's uh, karuch bamila, that kind of level of ascension within a gift, because... Matan, we, we could say that the, the f- phrase we use for business in the texts, in, in the classic texts, right, has the same root as gift, right? Um, which, which word do you refer to? Uh, when we say that there's...
1: uh Ah, masal masal matan. matan.
3: Mm-hmm. Okay, so we have business in the shuk, we have business in the marketplace, masau matan. Matan is in that word for gift. But what is the word for gift? Matanah with a hay, And that hay is the hay of divinity. Mm-hmm. There's a certain level of, almost like we have the word grace, that we see, sense and see that the person is really blessing us with something, and we accept that blessing. And we have that deep recognition that this was truly beyond just a passing of that dollar from the pocket to the next. Mm-hmm. And, and we also, in a certain way, though, are bound covenantally so that gratitude can be linked in a very positive way to a debt that we owe the other person even though he gives it, she gives it chinam, with no expectation, we still can feel that there's a divine sense of achrayut, of responsibility towards the other, through the gratitude of receiving the gift. That the pure gratitude can contain within it that sense of divine, but the only way, back to a theme that we've been talking about over the programs here, The only way that we sense divine is not only within ourselves, but seeing the other and taking responsibility for each other. Within community, the practice of giving gifts, I think, is very important because it creates sweet, sweet moments of Hakarada tov and true, true hoda, thanks, but it also does create this kind of covenantal relationship between people. And I think this is an important notion of what you giving is within and among Akila Kedosha Ata
0: khabar shili ani khabar shanka o sheet lkha o sheet liat yadkha ata khabar shili ani khabar Let's not be Hushit lecha yadi hushit li et yadcha
1: we are back and we were speaking about uh, how community is uh, supposed to be a community of gratitude that uh, that if we will base our community on the idea of recognizing the good thing that happened to us it it in some sort of way Will turn our uh, like most uh, familiar instincts upside down. Like instead of just taking what I can get, is like uh, appreciating what I have and uh, and responding to it. And uh, this is. Uh, this is the time for me to mention another one of the middot that, uh, that you have here in the poll and mm-hmm. this is the middle of chesed kindness it can mm-hmm. be kindness, it can be grace it can be uh, m- mercifulness uh, it, it's, it's like uh, this way to to really be in the world as someone that the trying to create more, mo- more not only for myself, not, not to collect more, to know that uh, if I will take, uh, if I will allow my own boundaries to be a bit more flexible, it, it will help the, not only myself, but my surrounding, my community. And here the chesed, for me, the main example is the Tent of Abraham. Tent of Abraham is a tent that is open for all sides. Uh, Roy started uh, the program with saying that uh, we are trying to make the radio open and, uh, and uh, a place for Hachnasat Orchim. And uh, I, I really hope that we are trying to do such a thing because... Uh, when your home is open, it means that instead of walls, you have a door. You have a place for someone to come in and out. And, and this is, I think, the connection
3: between chesed and gratitude. We spent a lot of time with a f- certain number of edot, uh, talking a lot about chesed. And we see that the roots of Chesed are so deep in our tradition. They go back all the way to ancient times, to our biblical texts, and then through the stories of our sages and our heroes. And, of course, uh, you probably have a couple stories of your own about who are the people who have really shown you kindness in your life.
2: It's amazing. There are moments when... uh, someone shows a kindness to another person and they don't really think about it. They're not so focused on it. It's just sort of the way they are in the world. But the person receives it and remembers it and then later brings it back to that person says, do you remember you did this kindness for me? And they'll sometimes say, no, not really.
1: Yes, yes, it's amazing. And uh, it's, it's like I feel that uh, this is a place that angels lives uh, within us because uh, really as you said it it comes and disappears and sometimes the one that do the chesed don't realize like how big was the chesed that that was done
3: absolutely you know I wish I remembered more of the stories without seeing the people so that I could recount them more and more I could even tell one right now right now of course when we're speaking about it I'm not exactly thinking about one of those times what I am remembering is uh, a wonderful teaching I once heard from uh, a, ra- a rabbi with whom I worked out on the West Coast, Rabbi Yosef Knefsky, and he spoke a lot about helping us refine the way we look at the world or look at others, uh, see people in our lives, and see them if if angels were really divine beings versus human beings with a divine mission is a big machloket within the tradition and you just mentioned angels right mm-hmm. so see the world as if the people are around you are on divine missions and potentially are the angels who are supposed to be in your life that's, that's a deep memory I have and that was really a chesed Shel Torah it was a chesed Shel hora'ah It was an act of kindness in terms of the instructions or the potential kind of adopt this kind of vision in your life that I received back when I was a student in California. And to this day, it really influences the way I try to think about, okay, I'm with these people. I'm somehow here. Uh, I, I believe very deeply that it's not a coincidence. These are the people I'm meant to be with. God arranges life. There are billions of people out there. Wow, these are the people in my life. And some could potentially be these divine, these divine angels in my life. And even just their presence is, in a certain way, chasdo. Ch- it's, it's a chesed flowing from God. And then particularly sometimes the small acts, like they're not going to remember, but it was so kind. At that time you needed it to have uh, whatever it was that they bestowed upon you. Back to this notion of gift. We both recognize that goodness. And we, we commit to further kindness because of that.
1: Yes, and the idea is that uh, there's supposed to be rules and like uh, principles, but the, the main definition of chesed, of chasidut, is to go lifni mishurat Like there is what you're supposed to do, But you are always able to give a bit more from yourself. This is the charity of chesed. This is the way uh, to really collect a a bit more. And because we know that uh, the principles don't do well with human beings. Uh, There is the Midrash that... uh, the the Kadosh God thought to create the world like according to judgment. But then he realized that uh, no one will be just if it will be only judgment. So he merged Chesed with the judgment, and here we are going to something that you said. You said Torah Chesed. And in the final verse of the Proverb, we are hearing that uh, this is is the Yeshet Chayil. This is the Neshama. The Neshama, that know how to take the Torah and to remind us that the meaning that we receive this gift from the heavens is to bring us
3: chesed. In, in that Bereshit Rabbah Midrash that you're talking about, that midrash so beautiful, personifies the values we're talking about. And the personification of chesed in this discussion with God about whether or not human beings are going to be created because uh, justice and, and truth are so worried they're going to be liars, they're not going to have, they're not going to tend to their better angels. As we know from uh, President Lincoln, Chesed uh, Omer Let human beings still be created, shehu gomel That a person will become a great bestower of Chesed, great bestower of kindnesses. That's Chesed's argument. Says this notion of truth. I can't stand the fact that there will be such lies in the universe, though. But just like we had last week where maybe holding a grudge or with, you know, kind of using that as the, the good angle, the good aspect of holding a grudge is what? Recognizing that within human capacity is the power to remember, the power to account for, the power to retell a story. So please use that as your strength, right? So the power to tell truth or lie, Chesed is saying to the notion of whether we'll be liars or truth-tellers, be kind to yourself. Recognize you're going to struggle with that as a human being. And that's what it means to be human. You're going to struggle between truth-telling and lying. But Gomer Chasadim, bestow kindnesses to yourself, recognize that's your situation and then maybe you'll ascend and you'll do more of the chasidim that are necessary in the world and you'll get closer to truth want another aspect of the midrash shalom omer right. peace says al yibaray don't dis- don't create human beings because the ktata that everybody's going to have their own little groups and there's going to be struggles and strife among all these sects and potentially the opposite of Kehila, uh, Kitata. So what does that mean about Kehila? That Kehila, kidosha is also, it's not all the time exactly something we have. We have to strive for it we have to gain that definition for ourselves.
2: It's also that people need to be taught. Children need to be raised with these values to teach them hakarat hatov, to teach them chesed, to teach them how to interact with other human beings. And as a community, we have to be able to teach when, with one another when we see something that isn't going right in our community. We have to be able to speak out and say something uh, and make sure to stand up for what is right and wha- what is just to make sure that people will start behaving in the way that they should we're all responsible for y- for one another but uh but we're we're all building a kihila together in all the diversity that we bring
1: and this is the chesed the chesed that we know also to to be gentle but to put boundaries because uh Rab Nachman says uh, that uh, if you are taking a baby and you ga- give him a steak it's not a chesed because the baby is supposed to have milk so pa- a part of the idea of chesed is not I will give you whatever you request Is w- we are in it together and we can agree that, uh, that we want to do it Together and no one will try to use the other one for the benefit of himself. But doing it together is to realize that th- that we are going to the same place and that we are trying to do. And here is the keilat chesed. Keilat chesed is to know l'adun echad et to help.
2: To give someone the benefit of the doubt. To, to give when you're when, Not to judge harshly, but to say, you know, um, maybe we don't know what's going on with them. Maybe they're grumpy today because they got some bad news. They didn't get a good night's sleep. They're not feeling well. You know, to give them the benefit of the doubt. And
1: if we will take it even more to the idea of the connection between Re'acha and Kamocha, so if you learn to give the other the benefit of the doubt and to look to the world as chesed, also you will learn to look at yourself in, in the chesed eyes because we, we can be gomlei chesedim to everyone else but we can be also very judgmental to ourselves. But if we want the chesed to happen, we cannot be too judgmental on ourselves.
3: That's a, nice, that's, a, that's a beautiful bracha to give to everyone that uh, we should not be too harsh and too quick to judge ourselves harshly and in the sense that we have been talking about these grand scheme values for the community and so many times we, we do stand up for what's just and what's good and what's right and we, we think about it on such a kind of worldly level I want to go back to this idea about the Cheshbonah Nefesh um, feeling like there's always more we could do. There's always uh, a little bit more of the expression of these kinds of values that I could take on to be a better bonekila, to be a better builder of, of community. And, for example, it's one thing to, you know, stage a protest about uh, the rights of whether or not you're an environmental activist or you want to take up the cause of a group of people uh, and and travel and journey with them, but if your neighbor has you know wronged you just a little and you can't use uh, uh, the right words and you only can you know interact through chaos and you hold that grudge in your heart which remember was the beginning of that verse that had right? right? there's a reason for that is because when it comes to our neighbors when it comes to re'acha the one sitting right next to us we really have to be acting in this kind of merciful way that's, that's filled with the gratitude that I get to share this, this space, this life, my time in camp, with all those people here around me. Um, what, it, what would it look like if every one of my actions and interactions with each member in my tsarif or in, in my edah or around the camp was filled with kavod, with respect, with derech with uh, decency with deep decency these are the kinds of jewish responsibilities that we are blessed to reflect on here at camp rima i want to just take a moment to say how blessed i feel to my good new friend david uh, i make it a goal in my life each year of my life to make some new friends i feel like david uh, this studio and our work in chino has brought us together and to be here with a, with a friend from decades for this uh, fourth installment of Shomim Kiela with you, um, has been a blessing to do it each of the times we've done. Uh, I'm headed out back to New York City uh, after being here at Machne Rama for the first session, and it has been truly a, a great, great blessing to be part of this tochnit, this uh, this experience, this podcast. And wishing everybody hamon kef
1: uh, thank you. Thank you very much. It really the the honor is mine and I feel that uh, there there is no other way to finish uh, such a great episode that was so full of chesed and a mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and ava uh, and being with such good friends uh, uh, but by saying goodbye and uh, to both of you and that I hope that uh, we will continue the podcast uh, with the foundations that uh, we built together and that the chesed will be with us with us here in the studio and with us in camp and with the listeners at home and the chesed is a light a light because you can enjoy it but there is enough for everyone so if you really know your inner light the last thing that you want is to hide it you just want to share it and this is Sam Cook, Finnish this episode of Shomim Keila radio. Kol Rama. Mei Aushtime Nekuda Shalosh Margishim Ba'avir. Cheset Ba'avir. This little light of
0: mine. I'm back. Tell you something, children. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. Yeah, this little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. i let it shine. Let it shine to show my lover I'm gonna tell you that Everywhere I go I'm gonna let it shine And everywhere I go I'm gonna let it shine shall all the shine around let it shine the sun Cha. Join me on the last course. Everybody, hey, hey, man, a little louder. Hey, hey, man, with the spirit. Hey, hey, man, hey, man, hey, hey man. Yeah, <laughs> come hey, man. hey man. Hello, thank you Kai tbar kai See you.